Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, the one website that captures the grist of D.C.'s neighborhoods. Washington, D.C. is is misunderstood by people who don't live in Washington, D.C. Many people try to present it as the Capitol building, politics, the swamp, if you will, when that is maybe like 5% of Washington, when the beauty of Washington is exactly the tapestry of the neighborhoods. One of the promises of the internet was the idea of citizen journalists or community sites that would connect us all with the things going on in our community. Now, as things have developed, there have been places where that's occurred, and one of those places is here in Washington, D.C. We're going to talk about Popville, a very interesting and impactful local site with its founder, Dan Silverman. Man, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. Popville, uh, you know, cool name. How'd you start this business? Where'd that come from? <laughs> it started like some good businesses start on a lark. <laughs> I moved to this neighborhood uh, called Petworth back in 2003, early 2003. And this was a time in DC when many uh, neighborhoods um, were changing pretty rapidly as new metro stations were opening. And I moved to this area that I had never heard of, none of my friends at work had heard of. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to start a website about Petworth. And then I used to have this funny answer back when we had answering machines saying that I was the Prince of Petworth. I said, oh, Prince of Petworth, that's a good name for a site. So that's how the site came. And then it abbreviated to Pop and then Popville. <laughs> and when I go to the site and I look at it, you've got this amazingly comprehensive coverage of D.C. on a neighborhood by neighborhood basis. Is that really the sort of ununderstood or unspoken reality of our of our town? Is it the deep? The deep tapestry of all these neighborhoods. Exactly. I mean, Washington, D.C. is is misunderstood by people who don't live in Washington, D.C. They Many people try to present it as the Capitol building, politics, the swamp, if you will, when that is maybe like 5% of Washington, when the beauty of Washington is exactly the tapestry of the neighborhoods. And the neighborhoods are constantly changing and evolving and there's good things about the neighborhoods there's bad things about the neighborhoods but you know it's like life and so i wanted to create a site that that shows dc for really what it is the good and the bad and so that's why every day you know we're talking about a million different things that affect people who live in the city or work in the city and i use the word eclectic um and you can correct me in a moment when i look at the site uh I look at it from the context of, you know, an ordinary media controlled or, or something that's run in sort of the normal paradigm, very clear editorial control, very clear messaging. But your site, it, it captures to my mind the grist of a neighborhood. It literally, I was struck by things like, hey, there was rumbling last night in my neighborhood. What's that about? Or, or hey, uh, anybody see this car accident or this bar that we all love is closing yeah. or there's something new coming up. It's an interesting mix. And how did that happen? Well, it's a really good question. And it's what today makes the site so successful because any, and it's amazing to me still to this day, anytime anything unusual happens, I'll get 10 emails, 15 tweets, you know, all these social media messages, people coming to me saying, what in the hell is going on? And it's not because Dan Silverman knows exactly what's going on. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But it's because I've created this super large community 
And somebody within the community knows the answer like 95% of the time. And so what I've done is I've sort of cultivated this community where I've tried to like weed out the trolls and weed out people who poison um, a community space. And, you know, one can't be 100% successful uh, in that regard, but I do the best that I can. So anyway, at this point, you know, there's 300,000 people uh, reading the site every month. And they are religious readers. You know, these are not people that, oh, this this viral uh, post went on and they watch it once uh, and then forget about it. I mean, these folks come on every single day, 10 times a day. Um, and so in the beginning, it just took time. And what I did was I sort of focused on what was of interest to me. That was my whole sort of threshold for what I was going to post about. I didn't post, you know, you, I talked to competitors and, and this, that, and the other, and they say, wow, you know, you post about a panda bear and you're going to get this many views and this many. I go, I love panda bears. You know, I love pets. You know, my competitors are like, this guy, he does the ad. I have a pet, an animal face, because I love pets. Right. You know, I have had pets my whole life. And so it's genuine. And I think the content, if it's genuine, like people know if it's genuine or not. If you force it, if you do something just for page views, like people will see through that right away and then not. So to answer your true. question, I started it based on what I loved. And then other people loved it and it just resonated. Isn't it a huge responsibility, though, to have a, a site where you're accountable for the veracity of everything you write? It's 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 a tremendous responsibility. And what I decided very early on was that you're not going to be 100% successful. And so, you know, for example, if you post what I call scuttlebutt rumors and it turns out not to be true, you immediately correct that. And you don't represent yourself as saying, I'm preaching the gospel right now. I say right away, I used to work in defense, homeland security consulting. So we always used to talk about scuttlebutt, you know, mm -hmm. just from the old Navy guys. And so I've, I've always used scuttlebutt. And I will say straight away in a post, this is scuttlebutt. You know, take it with a grain of salt. And I've been very lucky in that, you know, well over 75% of my scuttlebutt is true. And so people know, okay, scuttlebutt from Dan Silverman versus scuttlebutt from Joe down the street is very different. But there is a responsibility. And how do I handle it? You got to correct your errors. Do you see yourself as a journalist or a community leader or, or something else? Definitely a hybrid. Um, because... You know, what I do, eclectic, uh, your word, it kind of fits it quite nicely. I mean, I walk down the street and I see some pretty flowers, you know, and I post, hey, these are pretty flowers, or this is a pretty stained glass, or this is a nice, uh, nice new architecture. Now, a proper journalist, he'll find out who is the architect, you know, what plans were filed, this, that, and the other. What I do is I, I look for what's of interest, and then I throw it out there. I get the community response. Half of them know what's going on. They go, oh, that's a uh, Perkins Eastman building and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, you know, for me, I kind of think of myself as like as like a facilitator, you know, like this guy who's who's just who's there to to make a make a space for people to talk about things that are of interest to me and to talk about things that are, are of interest to them and sort of weed out the nonsense. 
And, you know, sometimes it's more interesting to some people. Sometimes it's only interesting to me. Sometimes it's interesting to everybody. It's a mix. And you figured out how to make a business out of that. I did. It was very lucky. So in September 2009, uh, I made this my full-time job. I will tell you what, Dan, I've loved this conversation. And, and for somebody who's been involved as a technology investor for many years, from the beginning of the Internet, it's so terrific to see something actually realized on the promise that we all hoped for. Yeah, I mean, I consider myself very lucky. I mean, of course, there's a lot, a tremendous amount of hard work. People used to joke with me, say, oh, you know, you're going to sleep until noon now and work a couple hours a day. As you know, uh, I've never worked harder. And people who own their own business never work harder because everything rests on your shoulders, rests with you. Um, and so I just kind of thrive on it because I'm a very competitive person. And so, you know, it just sort of feeds me. People are like, well, how can you do this year after year after year? I mean, every day I wake up and I want to be the best. Every day I wake up, I want to have the most interesting site in D.C. And I think you do. Everybody check out Popville. Dan Silverman, it was great having you on the show. Thanks very much. It's been fun. Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington, and a thank you to our sponsor, Montgomery County Economic Development Corporation. Their business development team can help you find the best talent, an ideal location, and the latest in market and business intelligence so you can do business successfully in the greater Washington region and Montgomery County. Your business success starts with MCEDC. Connect with them at thinkmoco.com. Support for this podcast comes from University of Maryland's Smith School of Business where students learn to harness data to meet tomorrow's challenges. More information about the Smith School MBA program is available at rhsmith.umd.edu. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>